Welcome to episode seven of Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell. And I am an entrepreneur. Okay, episode seven. It has taken me, this is the fourth attempt I think I've had at recording episode seven. And there's been varying different reasons behind that. Um, one of those was because I recorded an episode and I just didn't feel it was necessarily appropriate or right and had quite the right context of what I was trying to say. I wasn't coming across quite in the right way. So I decided that wasn't a good one to use. The next time I did it or another time I did it, I just kind of wasn't in the groove because to record these podcasts, because they are talking about real experiences throughout the past week or, or, or the last you know, 10 days, two weeks type of stuff, they are quite difficult to get right because I have to be careful about some of the things I say, although I try and be as open and clear as I can be. But also there is a, if I'm not in the right mindset for it, if, I'm not, if, I, if I can't kind of flow, then they just don't really work. So that was another reason why I didn't record one. And there was a couple of others. And it's got me to a point today, and, and in France, you might be able to hear it. I'm actually quite, I'm quite hepped up today. Um, and it's kind of been building and building and building. I haven't actually recorded a podcast for a couple of weeks because, or I haven't got one out properly for a couple of weeks because of, of you know, just not being able to get it done. It seems that number seven has been my Achilles heel, so I'm going to get through it today. And I'm going to talk very much about valuing your business and valuing your people and valuing yourself. And I'm going to, I'm, that's what I'm going to do this on. I'm going to come back to that in a second. I just want to take a slight detour off that for, for, for a quick reason. And that is because the last couple of weeks, I have seen some amazing things in my businesses. And I have seen people, predominantly all of those amazing things, nearly all of those amazing things have been to do with our people. I spoke, I think in episode six, about how Lauren had put together catering for her staff to provide free staff lunches and that's now expanded to, to some of the Campbell group that are based here, some TCG that are based here. I've watched how Charlie's done some things down in Shepton. Um, I've watched how some of the investments we have in other businesses are starting to, to move and how those businesses start to go. I'm not going to go too much into those because it, it wouldn't be appropriate because I'm not actively involved in them. And I've seen some really amazing things by some of our people. And I, I can't go through all of them to name it. It would, just, it would take episode after episode. But I'm really, really pleased with where a lot of our employees are, with how they're moving, with how they're developing, with the effort that they put in. And just how hard they work and, and just, just everything they do. And they, they make our business. Don't get me wrong, it might be my vision but they execute it. Without them, that vision will never come to, to pass. And, and I talk about it a lot, but I really do value them. And I think, you know, they've over the last few weeks, it's just been so wonderful to see so many good people within our business and within our organization. And things have felt like they've turned a corner. Um, and, and, and I think that's great. And I just wanted to kind of sort of say that recognize it because it's been you know, a long, long, long road to get to here. And I found myself saying to um to, to my to my wife just a couple of days ago, I was like, John, all these little things that we've been putting in place this this whole time, they feel like they're just clicking. And now now I'm starting to see some real change and, and, and really kind of I guess seeing the value of all those little things. So 
it comes back down to, I'm just looking up at something here on my wall, it comes down to persistence, I think. And it's just continuously just doing those things, pers being persistent about it, just keep going because it might feel like you'll never get there, but you will do, I promise you will do. And I can't say exactly when, and I definitely wouldn't say it's easy. It's not, it's really fucking hard. But just keep persisting, because you will get there, I promise. You just keep going, please, please, please. That's anything you take away from this podcast, take that. Keep, keep pressing. Okay, that's now gonna bring me into valuing of our business. Now I'm not, when I say valuing our business, I don't necessarily, I'm, I'm not talking about what's the great value if we're gonna sell it tomorrow, how much it's worth. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the day-to-day -day way in which we value our business, our products or our services, and our people. Now, I guess those are all, you know, we're going to look at it in monetary terms, and, and there is a reason why I'm, I'm doing this now, and I, I will come on to that down, down the line, so please just, just stay with me. But what I'm talking about here is, you know, we value our products and our services. So the way we value our products and our services. So a service is something we deliver. A product is something you can physically hold as tangible as it's you're there in your hands. So in terms of our services, things like our tours and our experiences and our immersive events and our activities and such, they are valued based on the level of entertainment that I guess a customer or a visitor receives. And it's not just the entertainment when they're here, but it's those memories, it's you know, all those kind of things. If you think to when you've been somewhere and you just thought it was amazing, really, really good, um, and then you think about what you paid for it, you'll probably find that you're actually, do you know, I would have paid more for that because the experience was amazing. And then if you think about when you've had really bad experiences, you're like, wow, I overpaid for that. And, and it's a really difficult line to get right as, a, as, a, as an operator, as a provider of services and experiences, because it is, it's driven by our people because they deliver the experiences. But it is also about what your expectation as a visitor is and what your requirement is, what your need is, what your want is. Um, and from there, we have to try and value everybody or the experience for everybody to the same thing. Obviously, adults, kids, so on and so forth. But trying to get, so that's really, really difficult. And, you know, some of that is a little bit trial and error at first. And certainly we've done that. We picture, take the guided tours, for example. Way back when, 2015, I remember that we were picking the price point for the guided tours. We were thinking, how long is it going to be? What's it going to include? How's it going to run? All that, all that kind of stuff. Once we got that, it's was like, okay. 12 pounds is the right price point. And I remember myself thinking, yeah, 12 quid is the right price point. I created the budgets of 12 pounds. And I was having a conversation, funny enough, with a, a reporter in the Shropshire Star, a guy called Dominic, um, who, who still works there, I believe he's the editor now, really nice guy, and I was chatting to him. Um, we were getting close to opening, and he was like, okay, so, so tell me how, like, how much of your ticket's gonna be. I said, well, we're, we're still, you know, finalizing pricing, but you know, we're thinking it's gonna be around 12 pounds. And oh, that sounds really cheap. And I'm like, oh, do you think so? And Tom went, yeah, I thought, you know, a tour of a prison, two hours long, something you can't do elsewhere. I thought, I mean, 15 pounds. I went, oh, do, do you really think it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's how we got the first price point of 15 pounds, uh, which is what we started with when we opened. It's a 15 pound price point. Now I did do a, a test tour just to see that that would work and it did, but I got there through having that conversation with somebody local that knew, knew the local area, was reported, had some good knowledge around those things. 
And that kind of got us started. And, you know, we started delivering and very quickly we realised we probably underpriced ourselves because of the quality of what was being delivered and the experience people were getting. So we did move it quite quickly. I think it went to £16, well, you know, up by a pound, but it was a little while ago. So that happened. And then a couple of years later, it moved to £18. And, and, and now here we are, five, six years nearly after we started. Um, six years, seven years? Oh, bloody long time now. Um, and we're now at £22 for a guided tour. And it sounds a lot, I appreciate that. £22 for a guided tour sounds a lot. It is a two-hour guided tour. It is one of the world's most interactive prison tours, if not the world's most interactive prison tour. It has been designed and built, and all of our tour guides, whether they're ex-officers or not, have been trained by ex-officers, and it has been built in that sense. And also includes a self-guided tour of the prison. So even once you've done your guided tour for two hours, you can then wander around the jail by yourself through the routes and go and see everything again and experience all of that. And that normally is 15 quid by itself. So technically you could argue that the guided tour is only actually seven pounds. Um, maybe we should move the price. Um, so that's kind of how we valued our guided tours. We do that with all of our products and services. Um, and when you do that, that starts to create the value of the business because you tend to create the value of the business based on the income, based on the profits and based on the future revenue to generate. Um, and that's kind of how you look at it. There are other things to go in, but let's just keep it crude and simple for the moment because you know, I like simple things. Um, but really, the value of a business is in our people. Because if I didn't have those tour guides designing, building, fine tuning, teaching, training, and ensuring that we deliver that five star standard all the time, then we wouldn't be able to charge what we charge for the tours because the service wouldn't be as good. So therefore, really the value of the tour is in our tour guides. Now I could say the same thing, for example, for something like our self-guided tours, because Although you take yourself around the jail, there's a number of staff that do the operating of the prison, keep it clean and tidy, push the marketing out there so you actually hear about us, manage the ticketing processes, check you in when you get here, make sure when you are here you're safe and everything's safe around you so there's nothing dangerous and stuff. Put in the, um, uh, put in the experiences, put in the interpretation spaces so you get to see all these things and learn. So, all of that is based again around our people. And that's the same with every single product and service. I'm not going to go through all of them, but that is the same. And specifically, again, into our immersive experiences, you know, they're driven by the people we have. And I've been watching Stacey today, who's been with a production, showcasing our immersive experiences and you know how, how we do things. And they were just blown away. And they were literally, oh my God, she's amazing. She is amazing. And she is, she's absolutely amazing. And then I spent some time with another production the other week who were telling me all about Liz, who'd been taking them around and, 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 and talking to them about the, the history and the heritage and tour guiding and playing that prison officer role. And they were just like, she is amazing. Their words were, she is an absolute, uh, oh God, I forgot exactly what the words were. <laughs> she is an absolute credit to you. She is so, so good. We love her, and you could never tell that she wasn't a prison officer. So we get some great reports, and I hear the same thing down in Shepton. I only have to look at TripAdvisor to see the reports. So the value, I believe, of our business is in our people. Um, and therefore, we try, well, we, we try and put back as much as we possibly can. And I'm going to throw something out there in a second. I'm just going to have a sip of tea. Actually, no, I'm going to say it first, and then I'm going to have a sip of tea, because that'll take the pause. 
as a business in our tourism attractions and our tourism division specifically so you know in, in, in our prisons and such i believe we underpay our employees so i'm going to say that again so i was just drinking some tea i was taking a pause for that myself and thinking wow I've, I've been thinking that for a while and i finally i finally said it out loud i think in our attraction division and in some of our other companies as well we underpay our employees and that's a really hard thing to admit and to say out loud because our people work so hard they're so committed to what they do the idea that we don't pay them what their true value is really does cut quite deeply for me and it is my job and my responsibility and ultimately my responsibility to ensure that the businesses generate enough income because this is about income to cover the costs and the bills and to pay our people their value or even i would go as far as to say above their value why would we pay somebody if somebody's worth let's just let me keep my math simple i'm not saying this is it but let me keep my math simple if somebody is worth 10 pounds an hour should we pay them nine pounds 50 should we pay them 10 pounds or should we pay them 10 pounds 50 or even 11 pounds an hour now i'm a real believer in setting yourself goals and targets and aspirations and achieving them or trying to achieve them, really striving for achievement, setting yourself a simple target. It's just too simple. It's just too easy. We should be striving to be better in what we do. And because of that, it kind of makes me go, do you know what, if, if I pay somebody, if somebody's worth £10 an hour now, I really should pay them £10.50 an hour because I want them to get better. Why would they get better if I don't push them to get better? And I'm kind of a believer in that, I think. And I'm not sure if that makes a lot of sense to, to, to people listening, but it does make sense in my head. And it's, I guess it comes back down to that, that side of things of, uh, in school, getting an A is really, really difficult. But what if everyone was given an A already and then told to maintain it? Is that easier or harder? And I wonder if that's the same thing with pay. That, you know, should we be paying people above what they, where they are at the moment, so that's where they strive to get to, they push for it. And I just kind of wonder for myself, I could never get an A in school. It was never, ever going to happen. So I just didn't bother. But I wonder if I'd been given an A already, would I have strived harder to have keep to, to have kept it. That's an interesting point. I'm not, I, 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 I'm not 100% sure. I like to think I'd have, I'd have worked hard to try and keep it. I'd worked harder to have kept it than I would to have got it. I don't know. I'm not sure that's not my point. But anyway. Um, so yeah, so, so I think we, 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 we are in that situation. And one of the reasons, the reason, not the one reason, the reason, why we underpay our staff, because that must be people going, well, what, if you underpay your staff and you know, what the fuck do you just pay them more? Really, really good question. Not the simplest of answers. The bottom line is we need to make sure we're generating enough money 
to be able to pay our staff more. If we don't have the income coming in, then we can't pay our staff, our employees, our people, what we should be paying them. And therefore, you know, we are where we are. If we started paying, it's a difficult balance because if we pay our employees more money, let's say everybody in our organization, everybody across the board, so about 75 people, um, let's say that we give everybody a you know a, a 20% raise, for example, which which I think is you know is 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 potential. Um, is is you know maybe the world we should be going. I'm just trying. I know because I, we, they did payroll yesterday, so I saw payroll yesterday. I saw the numbers, so it, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say how much it is, but I know how much our payroll was, and I'm just thinking about where we would be if we paid everybody 20% more. What that figure would look like, and what that does to our to our P and Ls, basically, so to our profit and losses. And at the moment, as a company, we couldn't sustain that for longer than a couple of months. The question is, if we did that, would people aspire to work harder? I don't know, because our team worked really fucking hard already. Would they be more efficient? Would there be more you know, persistence, more, you know, what, what would change necessarily that would bring that income in to ensure we can sustain that level of increase? Because that's the balance. Because the last thing I would hate to do is give everybody a 20% rise or raise, and then two months later, the company folds and everybody's fucked because we've overcooked ourselves. We haven't managed cash flow correctly. So maybe the answer is a 10% rise, raise, and you know, there's balancing to be done across the books. But the bottom line is, we have to bring in enough income, and we obviously have our, our costs, you know, some of those are fixed and some are variable. We obviously have our costs to ensure that we can pay all of our bills, all of our events, and you know, our, our employees are one of those. So we have to make sure we can do that. I'm not as worried about profit I'm really not, and that is true. I'm not too worried about the companies making big profits or small profits or medium profits because I'd rather make sure that we're paying our employees correctly before we get all profits. Because the profits are you know, going to go back into the business anyway, so we might as well just invest that back in as salaries. So that's a, that's a difficult point, and I guess that's something that I'm really going to be working on over the coming days, weeks, months to, to really push forward. And that's that's a huge driver for me to make sure our people are paid correctly. And I can give you a couple of really hard hitting instances for me that have happened. Chatting to somebody the other week, um, the, the other day actually, and they'll know who they are, but, but I, I won't name them, about you know getting to work. And one of the conversations we had was, you know, they live a bit further away from work, so it's, it's not quite walkable, it's a bus journey. And, and their response was, well, yeah, but you know, it's, it's £2.60 each way type of stuff. And it's okay, one way, but five or a day, is, you know, it's, it's a lot. And it suddenly got me thinking, so I was like, I didn't kind of think about it like that. And I was like, oh, you know, five for a day, it's 25 quid a week, it's 100 pounds a month, it's 1,200 pounds a year. I was like, shit, that's just to get to work and get home from work. I was like, that is a lot. Like, it is a chunk of money. And I was just like, that's really difficult when we don't pay people enough that they kind of having to consider how they get to work. And don't get me wrong, we have other benefits, you know, with flexible working in certain roles and you know, people can work from home and obviously there's free staff meals and you know, a number of other things that, that we offer. But that was quite hard hitting for me. And there was another instance the other, 
the other week where I was chatting to somebody and we were talking about shopping and where we shop and what we buy. They were saying things about how they have to choose certain foods based on how much money they have. And it, it, it really resonated with me because I can remember a time, it's a few years ago now, it really is, but I can definitely remember the time that wandering around the supermarket, utilizing vouchers, because I didn't have any money, I had to do all vouchers, and adding stuff up on the calculator on my phone, trying to figure out exactly where we were, because I knew I had to make it balanced because I didn't have any cash and I had to get it right on vouchers. And that was so difficult, it was so hard, and I felt so kind of ashamed and sad that I was in that space and you know the businesses had failed and it was really difficult, really, really hard time. And that conversation I had that person really resonated with me because I, I could remember it and, and I could feel it and all that emotion came flooding back. And I was just like, shit man, we need to pay you more money. We absolutely do, because you're fucking worth it. We just need to get there as a business. So that's something I have to press forward on. Um, and it sounds ridiculous, I know, because I'm saying it sounds mental to me because I've got a lovely house and a pool and a gym, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, then, you know, I'm not even going to try and excuse it. I'm not even going to talk about it. But if you want to ask questions or reasons, that I'll happily answer them. But, you know, I'm going to kind of leave it there. Um, what it does do, though, is it, it makes us consider about how when people come to buy our products and services, what our perception is. And this is bringing me on to something that I'm going to probably roll straight onto episode eight. So I'm nearly finished with episode seven. I'm going to roll straight on, do it. Same position, same shirt, same shirt. Um, but we have got a, a, I can't use the word customer or client because they're not paying us anything. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to, let that sort of sink in. They are not paying us anything, but yet we are letting them use one of our prisons for their media purposes. And I believe, I feel that they are really taking advantage of our good nature and of our fantastic team and it really has irked me, I think, in terms of this is a situation of take, 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 with very little, if no, give. And I think that's really sad, and it's a real shame. And I'm going to talk about it in episode eight, because I think that that is part of the problem, not just for us, but also in, in the world of take, 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 and not really give. And, and I think that if the world didn't work like that, I'd be a much better place. And, and you're gonna be shocked when I start telling you about some of the things that happen with this um, organization, because I think they are shocking. Um, and it's all about value because it comes back down to that crunch point of how we value what we do. And this, we, we're already nearly there. And I'm going to talk a little about bit where I've gone wrong as well in episode eight. We will never, ever, ever, as long as I am CEO, as long as I wear that CEO hat, we will never undervalue 
our products, our services are worth ever again. Because fundamentally, our people, our employees, they deserve more from me than making that mistake. And you know what, I'm gonna leave it there. That's, 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 that's it, that's episode seven. I'm, it's gonna dovetail onto episode eight, so please, if you listen to this, please do take the time to listen to the next one because I think they'll, they'll fit and you'll, you'll hear why I'm so irked. Um, so thank you very much for listening. I really enjoy doing these podcasts. Um, I hope you enjoy listening to them. Please do subscribe and all of that jazz so you, you make sure you get it when it comes out. Um, do ping me on social media. I've had some lovely messages and comments recently. Um, so please do do that because I do read them. I will respond to them. It might take me some time, but I will respond to them. Um, and, you know, challenge me. I love to hear the challenges as well because I think that's what creates healthy debate. And I'm not afraid to have an uncomfortable conversation. So this has been episode seven of Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell. And I am.